Hey everyone, Natalie here from The Pendulum's Path. If you need guidance, direction, spiritual connection, or more, then listen up. I have worked as a psychic and a medium for over three years, connecting people from all over the world with their loved ones in spirit, giving them insight and guidance into their current situations, the past healings that need to be worked on, and what it is they need to know today in order to have a better future. It would be my absolute honor if you would visit my website at www.thependulumspath.com. I also offer emailed readings for those with busy schedules too. Also, for you goblins who subscribe to the Esoteric Book Club, I have a special coupon code just for you. Enter the code STAYWEIRD to get $5 off of any order of $25 or more. Hope to see you there. Hi, I'm Jimmy Coe. And I'm Stephen Hawk. And we're the host of the Cosmic Sponge Podcast, where we explore the unknown from UFOs and cryptids to unexplained disappearances and ancient mysteries. If you're looking for strange stories that will keep you on the edge of your seat, jump on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or search for Cosmic Sponge on your favorite listening platform. Head on over to our website at www.cosmicsponge.com to get access to all of our content, including a full list of platforms where you can enjoy the show. Welcome back, goblins. Tonight, we are talking about communion. Is this going to be about that weird book with the alien on the cover and all the anal probing? Wait, what? What? Who? How did you get in here? No. No. Oh, so it's about the stale crackers and the grape juice. No, this isn't about the Christian rite of communion. That's a totally different thing. Oh, so it's about the practice of connecting with non-human people through stillness, silence, and meditation. No, that... Wait. Actually, yes. Yeah, that's exactly what we're talking about. Well, why didn't you just say that, nerd? Damn it, Vuk! Come get your weird-ass Pokemon! Or whatever this thing is. Hmm. Welcome to the Esoteric Footnotes. Welcome back, goblins! Before we get started, I want to take a moment to thank the members of the Esoteric Archive. Specifically, Soul Rising Studios, Grand Inquisitor Samantha, and Grand Inquisitor Annie Kay. Your contributions help pay server costs, purchase reading materials, and helps to increase the speed by which I transform into a human-fungal hybrid, which will allow me to tap into the panpsychist concept of Mother Earth, allowing me to slowly elevate the global consciousness of the human population until such a time that we can spread our collective influence into the cosmos as one big superorganism. And it helps me purchase coffee. If you too would like to join the Esoteric Archive, go to patreon.com forward slash esoteric book club. Now, let's get weird. Like you heard in the introduction, we're here to talk about communion. Admittedly, a very strange word that largely has lost all meaning to us. When we think of communion, we think of the Eucharist in Catholic Masses, and while that is technically correct, and is probably one of the origins of the word, 
that's not the only meaning. The word communion comes to us from Latin, and it means to make common or to share. In the example of the Eucharist, it's a ritual that the congregation is all taking part in in order to bring unity amongst the group. They are sharing a collective experience. Another instance in which we think of communion is in the example of a commune, in which people share property, chores, responsibilities, things like that. Again, it is a sharing of experiences amongst human people. You may be thinking to yourself, that is a very strange way to phrase that. I assure you, that was entirely intentional. The last instance of the word communion, and the one that is the subject of tonight's episode, is the phrase, to commune with nature. Communing with nature, at least in the modern American sense, is kind of a strange concept, and it's only come about as a special effort, a special trip, a special event, because we have removed ourselves from nature. We don't get to experience nature simply by existing in it anymore. We have to schedule time away from our regular lives, our regular jobs, in order to actively go out of our way to find it. And then, once we get there, our minds are just a mess of anxiety, wondering about how much time before you have to turn around and leave. We become focused on the prepackaged commodification of nature, the, the sold event, the sold persona, the sold image of being in the wild. If you go to any modern convenience store, chances are you will find a wilderness or outdoors section full of a bunch of gadgets and little items to make your time in the wilderness a little bit more comfortable. And all of this is sold to you with fear. What if you need to start a fire and you can't? What if you get hurt? What if you're in the middle of nowhere and you have to take a shit? Now don't get me wrong, I think biodegradable toilet paper is a great idea, and anyone who goes hiking should absolutely carry that in their backpack. But the fear that is used to sell all of this to us only serves to remove us further from nature itself. So in the very short amount of time that most of us are able to spend in nature, our minds just won't shut up. That's why we have modern-day shamans in the form of ecotherapists or guided meditation gurus. We need someone to teach us how to get our primitive monkey brains from howling into the darkness. But what if I told you that this is something you could learn to do on your own? Looking back, I now realize that my childhood was special. I grew up on a farm, and my nearest neighbor was a mile away. Everything around me was forests and fields. I didn't realize it at the time, but I grew up believing that I was a part of nature, 
I just happened to live in a house. The animals around me, well, they were just shy people. By people, I mean it's in the sense that they are non-human living entities with an awareness of themselves and of their surroundings. I grew up watching birds at the bird feeder. I saw rabbits in our garden. I had snakes that lived under the porch and fish in the pond. And I even got to watch deer in the fields. We shared their home as much as they sometimes shared ours. While that all sounds pretty magical, that is not where my concept of communing with nature came from. That was just living in nature. My understanding and practice of communing with nature came from an unlikely source. Because my family lived so remotely, hunting was a big part of how we sustained ourselves. And that is how I learned to commune. Now, despite what you've seen on TV, hunting is really quite boring. It's mostly just sitting around waiting for something to happen. When I learned to hunt, we didn't have backlit LED self-illuminating smartphones to keep us occupied for hours at a time. We had Game Boys. And not even the ones with their own internal lighting system. I'm talking about the old LCD giant brick of a Game Boy. Not exactly something you want to take out into the wilderness. Besides, the battery life was kind of shit. So to pass the time, you sat there, in silence, motionless, simply observing. In this silence, it's almost as if we become invisible. Nature starts to return. Animals, they don't even seem to know that we're there. Sure, they obviously see us, and for the most part, a lot of animals can smell us. But they get curious. Do they think we're asleep? Do they maybe think that we're dead? Who knows? Either way, this gives us a fantastic opportunity to watch and observe. Now, you don't have to start observing anything large. You can actually begin with something as small as a single ant. You can watch that ant as it leaves the nest, makes a trek across grass, branches, debris, all going to its destination, where it simply gathers a mouthful of seeds and then makes its return. Now a strange thing happens when we watch that ant's journey. We see its obstacles, its struggles, and its hardships. We begin to empathize with that tiny, tiny creature. Perhaps we remove some of the obstacles from its path. Maybe we move the seeds closer to the nest. And maybe we leave a single drop of water on a leaf so that the ant can quench its thirst. In response, we begin to ask ourselves questions. Does this ant even thirst? Does it hunger? 
does it notice me? How do I appear to something so small as an ant? What could that ant think when I move a tiny twig with ease? Does it have fear? Or does it show gratitude? It's pretty easy to become wrapped up in something seemingly so insignificant as an ant. Let's not limit ourselves to an ant. Hell, let's not limit ourselves to animals. Let's get weird with this. What would it be like to be a tree? What's it like to be a raindrop? What about a single blade of grass? You'll notice when you get into this train of thought, this deep sense of observation and consideration, time stops. You're not worried about the future or concerned about things that happened in the past. You're simply existing in the moment. Sometimes it can feel as if you're simultaneously within yourself looking out and from outside Observing yourself, observing that ant. That moment of pure, unconcerned stillness. The act of simply being. The interaction with everything around you through inaction. That is what it means to commune with nature. It's not pre-packaged. It's not a guided tour. And it's not a destination or a time of season. It's about connecting with your surroundings. It's about sharing the very experience of existence with everything around you. When you incorporate all these disparate pieces into yourself, you become part of the greater whole. You're no longer apart from nature you become a part of nature. Whew, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like I need a cold shower after that one. If you like what you just heard, consider helping out the show. There's several ways you can do that. The first is to join the Esoteric Archive. For those of you who want something a little bit more tangible, we also have a merchandise page on esotericbookclub.org. If you want to do something a bit more directly helpful, there's also a wish list of future titles there that you can access. These are all books that I would like to cover in the future, but if somebody were to purchase one of them for me, that's a bit of a subtle nudge that I should really do it sooner rather than later. And finally, if you liked this episode, the most useful thing that you could do is to share it. Share the episode. Share the show. Maybe even share one of the books that I've previously covered. The more people who know about the Esoteric Book Club, the more opportunities I have to bring you better content. So find me on Facebook, Instagram, and now on Threads. Press like, hit the share button, and if you're so inclined, please leave me a review. Before I sign off for the evening, I want to give a huge shout-out to the Creative Weirdos group. Many of you were hugely influential on me when I first started podcasting, so it is a huge honor 
to be included in this strange menagerie that you've created. Seriously, I am beyond humbled to consider you all now my friends. Ew, why don't you go get a room? Blech. All right, that's it. Where's my horseshoe and brick dust? Hi, Techie Joe here. I work with Ace and Knight and some of the best psychics in West Virginia to create amazing live streams and podcasts for the Psychic Coffee Shop Network. Together, we brew up great content discussing news, events, hot topics, and more, all from a psychic perspective. On the Psychic Coffee Shop, we interview amazing authors in the metaphysical realm. Coffee and Tea combines Asen with Tracy, Dottie, Natalie, or Lady Gwendolyn for the good and the bad of being a psychic. Shameless self-promotion with Dottie the Psychic talks to leading and emerging YouTubers and business owners in our community. Mountain Bears brings you the latest in LGBT news and politics. The Psychic That Plans answers the question of, well, how a psychic plans. Plus, we're live on air. We take your comments and your questions, including psychic advice questions. Check out our amazing programming, book an appointment with top psychics, and find out all the wonderful things we have to offer at PCSBNetwork.com today.